If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thank you for joining us on the Only Nation podcast, brought to you by the Raider Ramble and sponsored by Betway. And now, signables. My name is Heidi, but you may know me as Kevlar Prom Dress or even Raider Ladybug. I'm here with T3 Raider Facts, and we're ready to talk some Raiders football together. Okay, Raider Nation, pull up a comfy chair, lie down on the couch, and relax. This is our Raiders post-traumatic stress mid-season edition of the Only Nation podcast. So let's get started. Today on the show, it's Halloween, and let's talk House of Horrors. The New Orleans Superdome was the site of a 24 to nothing shutout suffered by the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday at the hands of the Saints. Egads, that just sounds horrible coming out, but let's get through this. Okay, Raider Nation, we would love to hear from you, so here's how you can get in touch with us. Give us a call on the Only Nation podcast voicemail line at 904-701-8667. That's 904-701-8667. You can also check us out on the web at onlynationpod.com. Here's the latest Raider news. The Raiders put up only 183 yards of total offense, the lowest total for any NFL team this season, and were shut out for the first time since 2014. I tell you what, I did not see this coming. A horrible performance all the way around by the offense. The offensive line, I probably would give them a D plus. I don't think it was all on the offensive line, but uh, Derek Carr got the yips like he often does. And uh, Jack Del Rio said many years ago that sometimes Derek Carr feels pressure that's not there. Um, I saw that in evidence, and he missed out on quite a few passes. Uh, the interception that he threw was a horrible pass. Again, this is not all on Derek. This is not all on the offensive line. But I will say this. This team has a lot of talent. It's got a lot of talent on the roster, but it's not a good team. I think that is a really good way of saying it. Very talented team, a lot of talent on the roster, but the team as a whole, it's just not there. Now, fortunately, I had strep throat, so I was out of my gourd and didn't watch the game. Uh, you know, now, I, I have since watched it and regretted it. Um, but I can only imagine how bad I would have felt if I would have tried to watch it on Sunday as well, on top of how I was already feeling. Uh, but 183 yards of total offense. Uh, I mean, third junior high 
varsity teams that get more yardage than that. I mean, that's ridiculous. I was laughing at the Broncos for the last couple of weeks, but after that offensive performance, I have to just kind of keep my mouth shut at least until after the Jacksonville game. Hopefully they can bust out of it and just call this a one-game funk. But but how horrible was that? That's pretty far up there. But yeah, that was a, it was a pretty sad game. Devontae Adams, who had been battling the flu during the week, only had one catch for three yards, and Hunter Renfro only had one catch for six yards. Josh Jacobs had 43 rushing yards on 10 attempts, and the Raiders did not make it across midfield until the last drive of the game during the fourth quarter. I've been trying to think of an adjective to describe the performance overall, and the one I've come up with is abysmal. There is no reason why Devontae Adams, who is your number one weapon, only has one catch for three yards. And that jet sweep that they attempted was not even, I don't even know what that was. If you're going to attempt a jet sweep, you at least give your guy some space to move. They handed him the ball, and basically the offensive line was in his lap by the time he got it. Hunter Renfro had the one catch for six yards, but again, these are guys who've gotten paid, and these are guys who are relying on it, particularly with Darren Waller not in the lineup. You have to go to these guys. Josh Jacobs had 43 yards on 10 attempts. He, he could have had more, but the Saints defense knew that Josh Jacobs was going to get the ball, and they zeroed in, and they game planned for that, and they shut it down. And once they shut it down and threw the onus back on Derek Carr to make throws and beat them that way, he just couldn't do it. He has all the all the arm strength and arm talent in the world, but there are so many misses that he had. And again, we mentioned the interception already it was just horrible, but you have got to get the ball to Devontae Adams. You have got to get the ball to Hunter Renfro. This has to change going forward. The Raiders are now sitting at 2-5, and five, and they remain on the road, staying on the East Coast, before taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are now 2-6 and six after losing to Denver. And I hope just by staying put and not making the travel that they can get used to the climbs in Florida and just focus on doing what they need to do. This is a good team to take out all your frustrations on. Jacksonville is not a good team. But then I would say by the same fact and the same token that the Raiders are not a good team either. So they have to prove themselves. This is the week to do it. And they need to come out in a big way. They can't win the game just by a little. They have to win this game by a lot. And they're very capable of doing it. It's just a matter of them putting it together and and doing it. Okay. So where do we go from here? What are our general expectations for the rest of the season? Heidi, why don't you go first with this? Okay. Well, you ask, where do we go from here? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. We gather everyone together, put them on a ship, blast off, and nuke the place from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Okay, okay. I get your sentiment. I get it. And and a lot of Raider Nation, I think, is right there with you. Well, I can tell you, I am not thinking playoffs anymore. I think we're probably in agreement on that. But let me remind everyone that after the whole John Gruden blow up last season, Derek Carr came out more relaxed and he seemed more control of the offense. Now, I don't know whether it was a change in the offensive philosophy or if they just gave Derek the keys and said, okay, now run with it. But I'd like to see that happen against Jack 
Jacksonville and see this offense explode. Now, if that happens, I know that there are some members of Raider Nation who would say that this team is right back in the playoff mix, but I'm not going to go there. I view this as a week to build. Now, if the Raiders win and move their record to three and five, I would turn around and do the same thing with the next game against another team that I think the Raiders should beat, and that would be the Colts. Okay. I'm good with that. And it's not that the Raiders are not capable of winning these games. There is a very winnable schedule coming up for them. And they really can turn it around. It's just a matter of them actually doing it. And they're capable of it. The question is, in my mind, is the coaching capable of it? The players, no doubt. They they can do it. The coaching, that's another question I have. And I don't know about that. And I don't either. Um, Josh McDaniels is not going anywhere this season. Uh, Mark Davis is just not going to pull the plug on it that quickly. I know that Raider fans are screaming for McDaniels' head already on a platter, and, and, and a lot of them are also screaming for Derek Carr, saying that he's trash and saying he needs to be traded right away. Well, he's got a no-trade clause, so Derek Carr is not going anywhere either. Um, we just have to make the best of what we have. And again, as we said earlier, this team has a lot of talent. It's just not playing up to the level of that talent. Now, if they do, and I think we proved this in the Denver game, if we do, uh, we have a good team. But again, right now, we don't have a team. We've got talent, but we don't have a team. That's the difference. I think that you explained that very well just there. Okay, T3, how about you tell us about your Top three for the week. T3's top three. All right. So here is this week's top three. Number one, Devontae Adams seemed weakened by the flu, which he'd been battling all week. He really was not a part of the offense this past week. But this is where the offensive game planning has to kick in and start taking advantage of the matchups that are there. And some of the matchups were definitely there. It's almost like the alarm clock went off and no one chose to shut it off. Now, on Sunday against Jacksonville, someone needs to step up and make that change. The new season, in my opinion, starts on Sunday. Number two, this is the time where we need to appreciate what we had in Derek Carr. I say had because I'm saying right here, right now, that this will be Derek's last season as a starting quarterback. I'm not saying that Derek is a terrible quarterback, but I think that his days leading the team are now numbered. I'm not saying trade him away. I'm not saying bench him. But I am saying that moving on from him at season end is something I can now see. And number three, people are saying what a mistake Mark Davis made by not letting Rich Passaccia continue as head coach and giving it over to Josh McDaniels instead. Well, I don't want to discredit Rich, but I don't think he was ever the long-term solution. Raheem Morris was the guy I wanted to see as the Raiders head coach, but I totally see the direction that Davis went with the Ziegler and McDaniels combination. I don't see McDaniels getting fired right now. I see him getting to at least finish out the season, but I think he needs to win at least two of the next three games in order for that to still be on the table. If the team finishes with less than seven wins this season, then I think Josh is gone. I still don't think he's a good head coach, but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt for now. And that is this week's version of T3's Top 3. As far as Devontae Adams goes, they just need to go to him more. I know first game of the season, I said, come on, let us 
go to some other players. Don't just go to him. Well, I would rather they just go to him than not go to him at all. The Raiders have the best wide receiver in the league on their team, and they need to take advantage of it, and they need to throw him the ball. One pass for three yards just isn't going to cut it. You're not going to go anywhere with that. That's beyond rookie numbers. And as far as what appreciating what we had in Derek Carr, I would say it's pretty safe to say that it is his last uh, season as well. Now, where that leads him, I don't know. But he he does have that no trade clause. And I'm not, not sure that he wants to retire. But after this season is over, he might want to go somewhere else. And um, he might want to see some greener pastures and see how things work elsewhere in the league. I think that... The Raider fans as a whole have forgotten how horrible it was to have the quarterbacks that we had for years and years and years, and they've grown complacent, and they've gotten fat and happy with Carr, and they think he sucks, and he really doesn't, but they forget how bad times really were, because times were really bad. And um, Raider fans forget that. Now, people saying that Mark Davis made a mistake by not keeping Rich Basaccia, I don't think that was a mistake. Rich Basaccia was not a head coach. He did a great job leading men and leading them into the playoffs. But he is not, a he-, he is not an NFL-caliber head coach. I would have liked to see him somehow continue with the team, but I guess that's kind of a hard step down. Once you're the man in charge, to take a lesser role is nearly impossible. But Rich Passaccio was not the answer. Then again, neither was Josh McDaniels. I did not want Josh McDaniels from the start, and now I still really don't want Josh McDaniels. Um, I can hardly wait till he's gone. Uh, unfortunately, I know that um, he has to be given a little bit of time to try to get some victories under his belt. So that might take a while and it, it might make us suffer for a while. I don't like it, but that's just the way it is. I will make this comment. As I was watching his body language on the sidelines, it reminded me very much of the same body language he had back in 2010 when he was on the sidelines in Denver and the Raiders were beating the Broncos 59 to 14. Well, that's because he's a loser. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that he's got head coach in his blood. Uh, there's a difference between being a good play caller. Uh, there's a difference between being a good offensive coordinator. And, I, and I'll, I'll go this one step further. In, in the process of putting together all the Raider Roots episodes, um, I'll go back to North Turner. I like North Turner a lot. And and I saw what Al Davis did when he, when he selected him to take over for Bill Callahan. But North Turner was not a good head coach. Uh, now, the, the difference was is that the players loved playing for North Turner. They really loved him, and they hated to see him go. I don't think that will be the same result if Josh McDaniels leads. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Raiders players trying to defend him if that happens to be the case. I don't think so either. 
I think we will see dancing in the street. Dancing in the street. Woohoo! I'm glad you're feeling better there. Uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there for this recording. And then I'm heading back to bed. Well, I hope that we give you a nice big win against Jacksonville to make you feel even better. I hope so, too. That would be lovely. All right, give us a call at 904-701-8667. Leave us a voicemail or text message at that number, or send in a message via social media, and we'll share your thoughts. What's up with Raider Roots this week, T3? All right, next up on Raider Roots is the 2008 season. Darren McFadden comes in as the first-round pick. Lane Kiffin gets the pink slip, and Tom Cable takes over the team as head coach. It wasn't a great season, but it is one that showed promise at the very end. And stay tuned, everyone. Our contest is wrapping up, and we will be having a winner announced for you next week. So hopefully you got all your entries in. Um, There's only a few hours left by the time this uh, show airs. uh, The contest will be over. So hopefully you all were able to enter to win your free signable from Devontae Adams. And if you didn't make it in time, sign up anyway. Uh, We've got more things coming down the pipe. So make sure you get your name in. Uh, We'll send you some free Raider swag, get you a couple stickers in there, make you part of our podcast family. So that's what we're looking for. If you didn't get your name in on time this week, make sure you get it in anyway. We've got more things coming. All right, T3, why don't we find out what we do or we don't know? It's time for another edition of Did You Know? In this segment, I will ask Heidi and all of our listening audience a Raiders-related question with a list of answers to choose from. It's multiple choice, so just give it your best guess. All right, Heidi, you're on a little bit of a win streak here, so here's this week's question. Who had the longest punt in Raiders history? Was it A, Wayne Crow? Was it B, Ray Guy? Or was it C, Shane Leckler? And I gave you a hint, the team record is 80 yards, 80-yard punt. I am, oh, God. It's a toss-up between Guy and Leckler. Okay, well, I'll give you the 50-50, so it is one of those two guys. <laughs> um, and this is something that I, I normally know off the top of my head. I am... Um, Can I give you another hint? Sure. Think more recent history. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was leaning towards. Um, I am going to say C. Shane Leckler. You are absolutely correct. Shane Leckler had an eighty-yard punt. That is the longest in team history. So C. Shane Leckler is the correct answer. And boy, if, if Ashley Cole could just land a couple of eighty-yard punts this year, that would be fantastic. Yeah, there was something about Ray Guy, me remembering that it wasn't him for some reason. And Leckler sounded more familiar, but I knew it was one of those two. He was the master of the hang time. And of course, he, he didn't get very many returns. But uh, but yeah, Leckler had the booming leg. I mean, not to say that Ray Guy didn't, but uh, distance was, was Shane Leckler's thing. Yeah. All right. And... Um... 
let's see for for Heidi's heroes this week. We're we're just gonna settle it down a little bit. We're not going to name anyone in particular this week for Heidi's heroes. Though we we just want to recognize Raider Nation. Uh, what you guys put up with with having to listen to T three and I for one thing <laughs> is pretty amazing, but. You are always there. You are always standing behind the Raider team. You're always there fighting Raider spirit. And you travel well. Uh, just this past week in New Orleans, Raider Nation was there. And we recognize you. Um, while I don't want to name any names, there's a bunch of you out there. And Raider Nation, you are our heroes this week. Yeah, and there were quite a few down in New Orleans, and I've been in touch with quite a few people through social media, uh, through phone calls and chats. And I, and, and I will say, um, number one, uh, I apologize to you all for having to endure everything you did uh, down at the Superdome. Uh, I know that there were quite a few of you down there, as we mentioned. But uh, again, you deserve better. And, and again, I hope that this Raider team comes out with a little bit more passion than they did this past week. They, they kind of laid an egg and uh, hopefully they got that out of their system and we can start producing the way that this team could be capable of doing. They just need to find it within themselves. That's the thing. If, if they were able to dig down deep and find the true passion uh, that that all of Raider Nation has and and I think uh, I, I go on record as saying that our fan base is unmatched. Uh, we, top to bottom, regardless of the sport, uh, there is no more passionate fan base than Raider Nation, and and you all deserve much better. And I know many of us have endured season after season of kind of the same thing. We did bust out and make it to the playoffs last year. Things are kind of looking a little iffy this year. But, again, we're going to stay strong and we're going to stay proud. But, again, I want to give all of you shout-outs for staying loyal to the Raider Nation, staying loyal to to, to our Raiders uh, and Al Davis, and, of course, uh, staying with us and with the podcast as well. So I want to thank you for all those things, and you truly are our heroes this week. And that about does it for this week on the Only Nation podcast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can send in a donation at paypal.me slash onlynationpod. You can also find me, Heidi Stabbert, on social media as at Kevlar Prom Dress on Twitter and Instagram or Heidi Stabbert on Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube on Captain Jack Rackham's channel every other Tuesday night. I join the DC wench Peggy Holmes and Angria Trask on Silver and Black Ladies Night. I can't wait to join you all in a couple of weeks. So we, that's coming up uh, in November here. Raider Nation, we want you with us every step of the way during the regular season, regardless of the outcome of the score. So here's what we would like you to do. Send us your name and address so we can send you some free Raider swag and podcast stickers. And as we mentioned, we have contests going on. So, so get in, get your entries in. Call us and tell us what you want to know. Throw us an interesting nugget that we can use on one of our upcoming episodes and become a part of what we're doing here. Remember, this is the only nation and we want you to be a part of it. So call us, 
904-701-8667. That's 904-701-8667. Call us now and join the Only Nation podcast family. There are two easy ways to find me on social media. You can send me a tweet at T3 underscore sports 703, as several of you do. Or you can hit me up on Facebook at Tom, T-H-O-M, Jones. I want to also thank all of you for your continued support of the Raider Roots Project. Next up, as we mentioned, is a visit to the year 2008. As always, we look forward to hearing from you, everyone. Until next time, everyone, I'm going back to bed. Go Raiders. You feel better. You go back to bed. And in the meantime, just a reminder out there to everyone, we are not just a nation. We are the only nation. And we're going to come back strong. In the meantime, Raiders, feel better, Heidi. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.